0: Tom Bernard Show with... Edlovich.
1: Mike Molina. KJ. I
0: don't, I don't know what was happening. Why did you just go Edlovich? Or did you say Mike Edlovich?
1: No, I just said Edlovich. That's what
0: I think. He just goes with Edlovich. Yeah. Molina, Andy's on, Not KJ's sure. on. I thought the
2: mic was breaking. I was like, oh, God. I know uh, he just goes, Edlovich. I messed
0: everything up. Typical. Uh, We'll be right back, kick things off. KJ's in studio. He's at Royal Comedy Theater this weekend. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
3: Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Little girls and little boys, and little boys, and boys
2: Dream of worlds full of toys
0: This time of the year is that somebody trying to do Brooke Benton? When Christmas oh, it's Brooke Is Benton. Ben- it? It's a different version of Brooke Benton's uh, song. It's more jazzy. Yeah. Cause he, oh, man, he he's a great singer. Brooke Benton's about as good as it gets. But I think the original one, everybody thought it was Nat King Cole, so he changed it.
4: I was going to say that. It sounded like a little bit of Nat.
0: Oh, yeah, he did. But Brooke, at Rainy Night in Georgia, man, what a great song. KJ, our special guest, we were talking to KJ about... Two of my heroes, one of my – well, actually, he's been – he's not my hero. He's been my friend for 45 years, played with the New York Jets for six years, Minnesota Vikings for three years, defensive back, Philip Wise from Omaha, as is KJ.
4: Yeah, I'm originally from there. I moved here in 1989. You moved here? Yeah. I, I actually came here in 1989. Uh, I was – working out a little bit, trying to work out with the Timberwolves back yep, in that day. Yep, Kevin yep. McHale was here, Sam I Mitchell. I, I had such a great time because Sam Mitchell, I think they played at the Metro Dome and I would, go yeah, out, did, right? I would go out and hang out and we kind of looked alike so all the ladies yeah. thought I was Sam Mitchell. <laughs> so I didn't mind being Sam. It was a good deal for me. It was know? a good thing. <laughs> I just that didn't have his thing. paycheck, you know. <laughs>
0: Nah, that, that was a good crew of people, actually. Yeah. Did you get along okay with Mikhail? McHale was cool, man. Because some people love him and other people can't stand him. There's like nobody in the middle. It's hilarious.
4: Oh, McHale got the, the, the stories about him and Flip with a truckload of beer. And, oh, yeah. Oh, McHale was cool, man.
0: McHale, who, I think it was Flip Saunders that told me, as a matter of fact. He said, Tom, he was on the show, and he said, Tom, the weirdest thing happened. I said, what's that? And he goes, I got in a truck with... Kevin McHale and we drove up to Hibbing to his to his cabin. And he said we got there and there were already a couple of cars in the driveway. And I go, "What's this all about?" And he goes, "I don't know. It's probably one of my friends just came by or whatever." They opened the a door and it's Bruce Springsteen. Wow! <laughs> I was like, what? That's cool. Bruce Springsteen just hanging out in Hibbing, waiting for Kevin McHale, and flips onto. I miss Flip. Flip was a great guy. Yeah, Flip was cool. He really was a terrific guy, hell of a talent, and all the rest of it. So, you, why did you move here from from Omaha?
4: Um, man, I needed a change, change of environment. Um, Omaha was, just seemed like uh, I couldn't grow there. So, I'd, and my had a grandmother lived here and an auntie, and so oh, okay, yeah, they've been here for a long time.
0: Where they live? I mean,
4: they lived on the North Minneapolis. That's where I grew up. Oh, okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah my grandmother used to uh, go to church over on the North Side Zion Baptist Church. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she was a yeah. North Sider.
0: It's a great neighborhood. Yeah, well, this is basically this is the near north side, though here. Yeah, so this well, basically
4: this. is home for me. And my wife's from here too. She went. Oh, you wife?
0: Yeah, she went to North High. Really? Mm-hmm. I won't even ask you what year because I never graduated from high school, but I went to North High School until.
4: <laughs> oh, you went to North High? You a yeah, polar?
0: <laughs> I'm a polar. Oh man, exactly. I tell you, KJ is a great story. The year I was supposed to graduate from high school, the the uh, there's always a homecoming slogan for all all schools and whatever. And at that point, you know, by then, North High School was mostly black. Okay. So they decided they didn't really want a white polar bear being their symbol. So the slogan for homecoming that year was Bears Have Soul. (laughs) That's a true story. You can look it up. Oh, wow. That's a good story. Bears Have Soul.
4: (laughs) We're going to put some soul in this bear.
0: (laughs) We're going to send the white one to Canada, but we're going to put some soul in this bear. (laughs) Exactly. So did you grow up on the north side of Omaha?
4: Uh yeah yeah, yeah. That's where
0: Philip grew up too
4: yeah in Logan Fountainell Projects yeah yeah
0: God that's amazing isn't that you're running a you run P you probably run across Philip a b- million times yeah, oh, yeah he actually played at UNO
4: oh yeah I I got a lot of friends played at UNO I ran across uh, Johnny Rogers one time I was Johnny there, Rogers who was a Heisman Trophy winner from Nebraska he absolutely I, was Roger Craig I ran across Urban Fire at the airport
0: man that's some talent
4: right there <laughs> yeah they I'm a big 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 red fan, you know. Yeah. Now they in the Big Ten, so it's not Big Eight anymore. No. This, what is it? Big it's Big Twelve now? It's What's a Big these? Ten, but big, there's like 13 four, teams. 14 teams. 14 <laughs> teams. <laughs> they, <laughs> they change. They add a, a new person to the conference every year. You know,
0: Melina wears a free Minnesota shirt every day. You get all those shirts free from JB?
1: No, no, it's back when I was in school.
0: Don't lie.
1: Well, I do have some from JP, though.
0: <laughs> How many people are in the Big Ten now? How many teams? Fourteen. It is no, fourteen. Wow. fourteen. Fourteen. Oh. The Big Ten, 14, fourteen. teams. It's, <laughs> it's, one. it's like
1: there's only about <laughs> ten teams in the Big 12.
0: Yeah, there's ten teams in the Big 12, so that makes total sense, doesn't it? Wow. Well, then why don't they
2: call the Big 12 the Big Ten? I, mean, I don't know. There used to be the pac
1: names.
2: Even if yeah, even if everything changes, you just keep the name the same.
0: So now, when did you get involved in doing uh, doing comedy and doing all that?
4: Uh, uh, Comedy—it's always been in my life. My dad was a living room comedian. It's just, and then I think I got interested. I was teaching at at Henry High School and
0: Patrick Henry. Yeah, I was in life.
4: I was in the life skills program teaching and kids you know it's an inner city high school they be trying to roast you and i like no yeah you can't (laughs) i said i grew up getting roasted you think i'm gonna let you roast me so uh and then i had a scholarship from brave new workshop and that's how i got started and i did the whole improv thing and a few plates and then one of my instructor uh john haynes and uh there's another guy, I can't remember his name, but they said, man, you should try stand-up. And uh, I did. And then right here downstairs, I was in the funniest person's contest. Mm, yeah, That asked me, one year I finished in, I was a semi-father, then I finished in the top five one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then from there, I, I just fell in love with comedy.
0: Yeah, why not? It's a great way to make a living.
4: It's a great way to get out of the house.
0: <laughs> Do you have to get out of the house? Cause does your wife make you get out of the house?
4: Oh, I need to, man. Oh, you just need to? Yeah. Do you have children? Yeah, yeah. We got kids. How many stuff. kids you got? Well, there's between us, we have like five, five. five, five boys. And she had a couple of daughters, too. So. Oh, okay. We're a blended family. But, yeah, I, it's a great way to get out of the house. I call it the house arrest program. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when you have a lot of kids, you need a release. I understand. You have kids?
0: Yeah, that's my son right down there. Oh, oh okay. Andy right down there, and then our daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, my wife and daughter are usually on the show, too, but my wife has got walking pneumonia. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. Nice touch. Aren't you glad you're here? I you probably gave it to her. You probably did give it to her. That's probably true. Stay away from Michael. <laughs> and then Alex, uh, our daughter, she she comes in. Uh, she just she's got an eighteen month old baby, and then she's got her second baby on the way. She and her husband. So she uh, comes in a few days a week. Oh, wow. So generally, this is a a big uh, family show, which I really, really like. I love working with my
4: family. I was going to say, it's like the song. It's a family affair. You're talking about one of
0: my favorites of all time there, (laughs) Sylvester Stewart. Oh, man. (laughs) He pulled off one of the greatest radio. I don't think it was a stunt necessarily, but one of the most interesting things in radio history, he was working in San Francisco, and he was going to get fired, and he knew he was going to get fired. Mm -hmm. So he locked the... uh, studio door and just started ripping everybody at the station (laughs) going after everybody and finally just as they got the door open he said and to the general manager I'm doing your daughter (laughs) (laughs) way to go out with a bang (laughs) Sylvester you just went out with a bang man the only problem I ever had with Sly and Family Stone is they would always book events and then they'd never show up they were always booked to play like parade stadium here or whatever and then they wouldn't show up
4: what happened to the manager or their? Or their uh, I don't know. Or their entourage that
1: was supposed to make them. Was, was it based on the weather? They're like, yeah, we'll do it no. as long as the weather's not bad.
0: No, I literally, I probably still have five tickets to go see Sly and the Family Stone. I never had to. I was never able to cash in because he didn't show up.
4: They didn't make it to the airport, or they, they were, didn't make it out of the I, hotel.
0: I think, Mm-mm. I think Sly just did whatever he wanted to, oh, okay. whenever he wanted to, and that was about it. He wrote a lot of hit songs, made yeah. a lot of money on, on publishing. Yeah. So, you know, he did well. Hell of a group. It was a great... Hot Fun in the Summertime is still one of my favorite... I mean, it's, it is my favorite summertime song. It's no a doubt. good song. It yeah. is a great song.
1: So what do you... Do? Why are you looking at your phone? I'm trying to post on social media that we're here. Oh, okay. You're trying? Uh, well, you know, it's like you gotta... I'm not that young that phones are like connected. I'm not... I
0: can't find the buttons, Tom.
1: I'm old. I'm no, not like these young go. comics. I own a comedy club. You that do. makes me old instantly. Just being an owner? Yeah. <laughs> being an owner makes you being old? Being an owner ages Just, you within I two work. years. have been open two years, and that's like 10 years of my life. So how much time you spend on the road since you have a large family?
4: Um, I try to be on the road as much as I can, but lately it's been slowing down. I've been working on a couple of film projects. I got an indie film I'm doing Really, a friend of mine's named Nathan Wall. He's doing a superhero uh, movie indie film with me and another comedian named uh, Kevin Kraft. Are you doing it here? Yeah. yeah. When yeah. You know, we so should, I shoot the 27th this month. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Two days after Christmas you have to work. Yeah, I gotta work. I gotta get it so in. That'll be alright. So and how gotta, that I, could I, all start? To, can you just, I don't, you, you don't want to reveal too much about no, it. I don't,
4: I don't know all the details. I, I just read the, uh, the script my, my lines the other day so, but I get to be I get to be a villain, which is fine. Well,
1: but, you're uh, a an
0: awfully big man, so yeah, be a good villain. Yeah, <laughs> but is
1: that the thing I just saw on IMDb about the clown?
4: Nah, that was the first one. Oh, he, that was I the did, first I one. I tried him.
1: finding that on like YouTube, but they don't got that anywhere. Uh, He's got a clown,
4: Dar- Darnell the clown. I play. I had to put Darnell. On a, yeah, I had to put on a prosthetic I'm a <laughs> face. I'm a hood clown, and and. uh uh, Steve Gillespie was on it. he played the opposite. Steve's of great. And uh Yeah, Steve so does a great job. He took the he took the fall guy when the when the police came. But it's it's uh I think he's got in a lot of film festivals right now, so I don't know what, what's you know
0: Well that's kind of exciting.
4: Yeah, it is kind of exciting, man. Acting is another genre, a lot of fun thing I like to do. Right. Uh most comedians try acting. You know, we become. You know, yeah. it's real adaptable Love. for us to become pretty good actors. And right. I came through improv, so I I started with yeah,
0: it's it. true. Brave New yeah. Workshop is all improv. Yeah, then. yeah. I mean, that's that's hard. People don't realize how hard improv is, and um, also they don't understand that not very many people are good at it.
4: Yeah, it is. It is not easy. It, it it's fun once you get into it, and you understand the concept of the short form, the long form. If you look at SNL. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing. SNL used it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I enjoyed actually the musical chair the most because you just sit in that chair and you had to come up with something real quick. And right. It, it was real fun.
0: Was well, so fun. That's, that's that. How did you get the scholarship to Brave New Workshop?
4: I did a, yeah. uh, a monologue on my dad uh, teaching me how to drink. You,
0: <laughs> teaching you how to drink? Yeah. How old were you when he taught you how to drink? I
4: mean, I, in Omaha at the time, the legal age was 18. So yeah, yeah, you know, back in the early, you yeah, know, back then, I'm I'm telling my age right now,
0: but <laughs> I'll tell you my age in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but anyway, he was like, I did this monologue how he said, Go in there the kitchen and make me a scotch and soda and a, and with a, a twist of sweet and sour or something, you know how it is yeah, old school yeah. they like. Yeah. And I went in there and I made the drink, and he's like, and I bring it back. He said it's too much. It's too much sweet and sour, and I need a little bit more soda. So, and I remember the house rule: we couldn't waste nothing. So I drank it, and I, and you know, and I made another one. Right? Oh,
0: you drank the whole drink? I drank the drink in the kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: and I was—I made Oops. another one, and I put the, you know, the extra sweet and sour. I said, "This mm-hmm. got to be perfect. I said, "Here you go, Dad." It's not now you put too much sweet and sour it it was all you was almost there. Uh. going in there and try it one more time. so I drank so you,
0: that one. So you drank the second one. So
4: I got to the third one and I tasted, and it was good. and I came back out with an empty glass. he said what what, what, what a drink?" I said, dad i you're gonna have to make your own drink, man' uh the one that you wanted. I drank it. He said, you did what? I said, yeah, man. I, you said don't waste nothing, and I wasn't for sure if you was going to like it, but it was good. No. <laughs> so so that's how I, I did the monologue about about that. How
0: yeah. old were you when, when this happened? I was about 18 years old. You know what's hilarious about that? Well, first of all, I got to tell you, this, you're talking about showing age and all that stuff. The drinking age in Minnesota was lowered to 18. It was 21. It was lowered to 18 on my 21st birthday wow so hmm. the day i turned 21 everybody 18 19 and 20 could drink how when, many how many years did that last though
2: yeah when did not it go long. back up it did not last <laughs> they're long. Like, it didn't. <laughs> it's been uh, 21 for as long as well obviously as long as i can remember and then plus an extra it has to be at least 10 years
0: you guys watch young, uh, the young uh, the that show Young Sheldon? Have you ever seen it? I no, I bet my dad does though. I haven't seen. I watch it. Young Sheldon. There oh, I a, bet. There was a great line on there yesterday because this kid, Young Sheldon. What did? What did you say, Andy? He's about nine years old, something like
1: that.
2: Yeah, about. He, he's about nine. So it's not
1: that Sheldon characters not in it at all, or that. He actor. does the
2: voiceover. It, uh... it was actually raised my birth year, nineteen eighty-six. Oh, it was raised back in eighty-six. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why I remember it my entire life. Because it was literally... <laughs> it been 21.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you, we'll come back and we'll tell some more stories. KJ's in the studio. He is at Royal Comedy Saturday Theater.
1: night. Tomorrow night. Just Saturday Tonight, night, 8:00. one o'clock. One show. Half the yeah. tickets are gone. Why wouldn't they be? Let's Should all be, be gone for KJ. And
0: they will be, I guarantee it. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.
2: I'm Brad Huckel, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. h and Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative Financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in, we'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender.
0: Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, Check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear, lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. That's the old time song. Right? That is phenomenal. That's Sly the Family Stone right there. Yeah. Sly and the Family Stone. They were phenomenal. He, I mean, the orchestration, all the, all the vocals, he did a great job with that group. Where were they out of? San Francisco. Oh. Uh, yep. That's why they never made it to a show. Well, you might, <laughs> you might be right about that. That's a possibility. But, they, yeah, they, they just they would book dates and they would just never show up. And I don't really understand that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, KJ, you came here 1989 when you are only a year old. <laughs> he like, he goes, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, ni-
4: 1989, I had NBA aspirations, and uh, I met a lot of Gophers players. One of my best friends played point guard for the Gophers named Melvin Newburn. And I know oh, you sure, remember Melvin that New, team absolutely. with Clem Haskin. Yeah, no doubt about Richard it. Richard Coffey. I think Walter Bond was on there. And who was uh, Jim Chicken Chickenjewski was on that team, man. And... And Connell Lewis, I, I remember working out with them guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back in the day. And
0: yeah, God, Clem. Clem, yeah. Went to the Final Four and then got clipped. Got clipped. That was unfortunate. Yeah. How, Clip- about, how about Patino's dad now? Patino's dad's suing uh University of Louisville for what, $38 million? He won't get it. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. Go, he won't get well, it. Well, he won't get it, so good <laughs> he, luck to you, he pal. Won't
4: get it. Matter of fact, he might owe them thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, let me
0: get your take on that because here's the situation. Well, they caught him all kinds of nasty stuff, right? It wasn't just one thing. It was a bunch of nasty stuff. Right. So how he has the nerve, it's a nice, clean <laughs> way to put it, to sue them, I don't understand. I
4: don't know. I think he... I think that's a little bit greedy, I think. I think, you, well, I think he's trying to to refurbish his image. And, I mean, the NCAA is a billion-dollar business. There's a lot of things uh, a lot of people can't talk about. But yeah. athletes been knowing, been going on for years. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of friends that played Division One, and I can tell you about the stories about, man, getting – White envelopes, vanilla envelopes. Oh
1: yeah,
4: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> under the door with no name on them. <laughs> I tell you, who gonna turn that back in? <laughs> they tell me, and these are the, these are people that were inside that whole situation, and I'll I'll never understand why on earth that while Clem had to know nothing about this, it had to be the people that worked for Clem that knew about it. That a number of the players who didn't do their own schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of them turned in a paper on the menstrual cycle. <laughs> Why would you do that? How many college basketball players that are young men are going to do a paper on the menstrual
1: cycle? They would have been better off just writing garbage, <laughs> yeah. garbage papers with their name on top. Yeah, and been better off. They would have got a C they or D and been. been fine and stayed playing. And yep, it's college. They don't fail you, do they? Uh, as long as you show up and turn stuff in. Pretty much. Yeah, I okay. suppose if you, you show up and turn stuff in, they're not going to get rid of you.
0: There's too much money to be they just made.
1: had to turn in that paper. They could have
0: paid someone to drop the paper off for it right. just I, not write it. I'll never understand. I, I just, I'll never understand why they did it the way they did. And would you bring up that Beastie Boy story? This can't, oh man, this is cold if this is true. I just read a headline. Brass monkey. Yeah, you know, all these what? people. That funky
2: monkey. monkey. <laughs> He's what like, that's do? Beastie Boys. What do they do? Is his
0: dad. The father of one of the Beastie Boys is the latest to be caught up in a sexual misconduct scandal. And the Beastie Boy says, his own son says he stands with the accusers. Oh, uh, ooh, that uh, does help him. <laughs> that's not
2: good. That's Was his dad good. a producer? I don't know. Why is he even... Wow, well, well he has the most Jewish name I've I've ever heard in my life. Other Nedlovitch Beastie boys are Jewish getting get out of here. Yeah. Apparently, hard to believe. Apparently one of them. What? This guy's name Israel Horovitz. <laughs> it is. Oh, Israel <laughs> Horovitz.
1: It's no Jew's name Israel. His he's name black. is Israel Horovitz. Oh, he's black. He's black. Yeah, He is not a right. Jew's
2: name Israel. Uh I don't know. I think he could be Jewish.
1: He's a, he's a Horowitz? Um, yeah, he's German. That's Horowitz. Geez. Horowitz. That sounds pretty German, right? Israel, Polish? though? Polish. Probably Polish. And Something. Went, Louis C.K. is not even Jewish anymore. <laughs> I white, Weinstein's not Jewish anymore. The so, like, second you get caught, you're out. Oh,
4: that's true. It's, oh, they get kicked out. It's, I didn't not, know a, that it's not a
1: race or ethnicity. It's a uh, religion. So once you're out, you're out. He is he's Jewish. He's not Jewish anymore. He's Jewish. Of course. He, and he's,
2: Jewish. he's the son of a lawyer. So. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did Even you go more. to
1: JewNotJew.com? Oh, JewNotJew to... yeah, Wikipedia. Jew, not a
2: Jew. That's how you know. But I can. Uh, let's see what his Jew rating is. Or yeah, whatever. there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. His Jew rating. I was going to email them.
1: I was going to email them and have them bump Louis C.K. down a bunch.
2: Now you got it. You know,
1: anytime someone gets caught, bump them down to one Jew rating. Uh, the know. Beastie
2: Boys have a Jew score of ten. No,
1: no, no that's the Beastie Boys.
2: <laughs> I don't think their dad has. No, nah, don't. Profile bl- on they,
1: they can keep the score because he went. He went with the accusers. He went with the accusers. Yeah, That's exactly wow. right. They stayed Jewish. They went with the accusers. That's a very Jewish thing to do. Ten
2: is not.
4: <laughs> so he's got a good Jewish Yelp report. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: the Jewish Yelp reporting. Exactly. I want everyone to remember at Shabbos dinner how good Michael did on defending the Jews today. Shabbos dinner, little dinner tonight. It's Friday.
0: No, it's Friday Shabbos. You get the goy to make dinner for you. I hope a little so. Little Shabbos goy.
1: Yeah, uh, Bite Squad. So I don't know who's
0: making yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably Shabbos going if it's, it's Bite probably. Squad. Probably. Uh, nine <laughs> women have lobbed allegations of sexual abuse and violations Ooh. of trust against playwright Israel Horovitz. And the New York Times offers details on cases reaching back to the mid 80s, with at least two accusers saying they were just 16 Ooh. when Horovitz abused them. The accusations include inappropriate groping, fondling, forced kissing, and even rape at Horvitz's home. Mm. He was like an honorary grandfather and mentor, one accuser tells The Times, detailing how he touched their breast last year and made comments on how she developed. He'd known her since she was 11. To treat me the way he did was the ultimate betrayal. So uh, let me ask He's you this. He's a playwright, question. though? He's a playwright, yeah. But why are all these guys getting nailed? Why are they all uh,
1: members of the tribe? It's the conservative media. Ah, yeah. the conservative conservative media. after the Jews and the liberals. (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah, why else would Uh. Franken and um, Garrison Keillor get hit up? It's the conservative media. All media is conservative. Garrison Keillor's not a (laughs) Jew, though, is he? Oh, my bad. My bad. You're right. I wouldn't, But he's pretty so. funny, though. Not a so. lot of Jews in Anoka. He's definitely not Jewish, because I've read his books, and <laughs> I did not find him funny. they so. are not funny in the least. Well, he's, he's right. There. I'm not Minnesota enough. Like I tried. I oh It's God. not
2: Minnesota. It's uh Minneapolis. Because every outs, outside of Minneapolis, no one's gonna, fun, no one finds because that's what he's making fun of. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, He's making yep, fun of point. Minnesotans who aren't in Minneapolis. But basically. I
1: love making fun of Minnesotans. But I didn't find his books that funny. Someone I mean, does I mean, New neither. York Times, uh, New Yorker articles though.
0: Yeah, New Yorker, yeah, the Washington Post. All spells that stuff. are funnier.
1: Yeah, the Washington Post one he just wrote on Trump. Not anymore. A month ago, hilarious. Not anymore. It's They've, not out there. They fired him yesterday. They uh, took down I know, everything I, he's yeah, ever done. And I took it. And it's on Royal Comedy Facebook page. (laughs) I I copied and pasted the whole article and put it on Royal Comedy Facebook page. There you go. I was like, you can't miss this. It's hilarious. It basically uses the form that Trump uses as tweets. Yeah. And then accuses Trump for all these things. Like, Trump's done. He's no longer to be in politics. And Garrison Keillor wrote that. Oh, he did? Yeah, and then the conservative media went and attacked him a month later. The
0: conservative media. Who would that be? Fox News? (laughs) No, no,
1: no. All media. All media that attacks these... Jews, conservative oh, media. Oh, they're all conservative yeah, So okay. CNN's now conservative Unless media. it's Tel Aviv press, I don't trust it. I understand completely.
0: <laughs> the Muttal <multiple> Times. <laughs> so that's Unless it's
1: a Yiddish rag, I don't trust it. That's true. what
0: you're going with? Yeah, just Yiddish rags, like the onion. I mean, it's very, very difficult because here's what happened to me yesterday, KJ. So the I, I just read the newswire. That's what I do for a living, right? So we go to the newswire, and there's a story about Al Franken, another accuser stepped step forward. Garrison Keeler, he's battling out with NPR and uh, Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. right? So I'm just reading the news, and people are going after you going, "Oh God, you' are what are you one of those far- right guys? All you do is attack uh, liberals." I was reading the news, I wasn't attacking <laughs> any liberals. I just read the news. But the thing about that is, KJ, and I'm not kidding you, I've interviewed all those guys. all, all of them? Yep all of wow. them, well, I've been on a morning show for 32 years.
4: That's a long time.
0: So so I've interviewed all of them, and every one of those guys so far that's been accused is about as arrogant a human being as I've ever talked to. They're all extremely arrogant. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, oh, it does require oh, a certain yeah. amount of self-importance to think no that. you can get away with that kind of thing. Wow. No doubt.
0: No. I mean, everybody from Louis C.K. to Al Franken to Garrison Keillor to Matt. Matt Lauer, I played golf with him. He's, oh, my God, is he arrogant.
4: <laughs> so you're saying they all had it coming up.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> now, the, the problem I do have is that this is going to go so far that that some innocent people are going to get steamrolled. Mm-hmm. It, it's just going to happen.
1: Well, they really they haven't said what Garrison Keillor did beyond what Garrison Keillor said so he far. I know, which is weird.
2: They like they haven't said anything. But the fact
1: to dissent themselves, there's got to be something, right? That's what everyone's yes. assuming. There's got to be something big, but let's hear it. Yeah, in Keillor's case, i kind it.
2: of wondering if it's actually as big as people are acting like. Oh, yeah. It's,
0: hey Andy, they don't cut you from everything you've ever They Not erased his memory. Bad. They erased his memory from M- NPR, <laughs> except they're, on my Facebook page. You can read his
1: great. Watch. They're changing the name of the show. You know, it's not going to be called. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not going to so. be called Prairie Home Companion. were they going to change it anyway? Since yeah, he's I pretty old. Were. Yeah, are they going to change? It's not going to be Garrison Keillor's Prairie Home Companion when he's seventy-five no. and retired. Did you see what Steve Sack
0: did in the Star Tribune? The cartoon. Oh God, no. I usually don't care <laughs> for his stuff either, but this is pretty funny. He. His cartoon of Garrison is rarely, really accurate. I mean, looks exactly like Garrison Keillor <clears throat> on a T-shirt because he always wore that Lake Wobegon T-shirt. On a T-shirt that said "Me Be Gone," <laughs> uh, that's acceptable. That's Humor. acceptable. Me be, <laughs> me be Gone. That's all I have to say. Like okay,
4: you're going to go home and write a poem about
0: it. Me be, gone. <laughs> me be Gone. All the women are strong and the men are me handsome. Be gone. And... Um, have you been keeping an eye on this this John Conyers deal in Michigan at all?
4: I have not. I, I uh, watch very limited. TV. Probably a good idea. Because, <laughs> I mean, after a while, it just becomes like a, a bad, broken record. And you That's just, true. You just, like, when is it going in? I mean, I mean, what is it about? 30 something guys now? Uh, oh, I
0: think it is. Uh, yeah.
4: Kevin Spacey, Steven Seagal, even came out the other day with Russell Simmons. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he got oh, fired yesterday. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, it's just just getting to be a, a big. Long ordeal, and and I don't know if uh Bill Cosby is feeling comfortable at home right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, probably not. Probably
0: not. John Conyers, the reason I brought him up, he's 88 years old. He was in the hospital yesterday from the stress. And so the, the press went to his house, like they do. Mm-hmm. They go to his house, and John Conyers' wife walks out and says to the press, you ambush white people, too? <laughs> she turns it into a racial issue. Oh, Let's like get it. away from that sex abuse stuff. <laughs> okay, Let's get man. it over on
1: his racial issues. <laughs>
0: did
1: you forget your job, That's what she's saying. I thought we had an agreement.
4: <laughs> why are you in my bushes? That's and that's
1: basically her attitude. It's like, why are you in my bushes? How, did you, how did you get through the gate? Yeah, I, Right what, in their gated community. You'd think they yeah. top the wall they do that the press will hop a wall in a gated community um uh, i don't i know it Why i'm just making this up i don't know
4: oh no they do that they try to sell them stories man yeah. they, oh, yeah. they got people who professionally what they call them paparazzis or whatever they that professionally
1: hunt down how long would the press stay though if you walked out front with a shotgun
0: not long it's <laughs> your property right yep you better get off my property. You nah, should man. always
1: have a shotgun at your house. No
0: doubt about it. I no know, bullets. I no know, bullets, I know bullets in Richard the house. Pardy. Put a shotgun to be able wanna, to walk out front. You don't want to come to my house then, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, have six, I imagine. I have six pistols in my house. Don't
1: advertise, out. and then the thieves are going to be at your house looking no, for they, them.
0: I would not come to my house if I were you because there's <laughs> a 357 Magnum in my pocket right now. So I probably wouldn't do that.
4: I <laughs> just get something like all the guns that my dad had. <laughs> uh, oh yeah,
0: you got to protect the family, <laughs> yeah. KG. You got to protect the family. That's all there <laughs> is to it. Now I, you know, I, I've never shot anyone. I don't want to shoot anybody. I just don't come around here. What's great about where I live now, because I live right across about a block or nah, a little more than a block from Theaterworth Parkway. Oh, okay. That's so a nice I, area.
1: It is. Yeah, it's right by. You know. It's, oh, that's a nice place to be right now. It is. With all the construction they're where, doing in theater. Where Worth. you stay
4: at by theater? I used to stay on Twenty First and Washburn by Theater Oh, Worth.
0: that's a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. Do you live in one of those big houses?
4: Oh, yeah. The, the, Man, those houses are those, huge. Those houses are nice. That whole thing is, is, is a gorgeous area.
0: It is a beautiful area. That was, that was Mike's relatives that built all those. <laughs> <laughs> not mine, but, Oh, uh, my people. I claim the
1: people. I claim the people, out. not the houses. Yeah. <laughs> t- they might not claim me. I don't know.
0: I want to ask KJ but... about what, how comedy has changed since he took it up right mm-hmm. after this Tom Bernard show. Okay. Cool. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your MyPillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056.
2: Christmas music
0: to me oh yeah it's the first I'm you getting to it I'm working at it, it. Hey, hey, don't, 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 hmm. don't lie to me hey, Just opened opened first. Christmas music. yeah you did a great Christmas song too. And nice. probably my favorite Christmas well yeah. certainly one of my favorite Christmas songs So I opened that's my first song. Great song that is a great song that nobody in this yeah. state has ever heard.
1: You know, you can hear McCartney' uh, "Wonderful Christmas Time" about a hundred times a day, but
0: voted the worst Christmas song ever written. By the <laughs> way, although uh, Queen, some Queen Christmas song was on our list. today. I said I'm not playing that. <laughs> I've never heard it. I don't know what it sounds like, but I'm not playing it. <laughs> not happening. So maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe it's good. So even in comedy, 14 years, KJ. Yes. Uh, matter of fact I was talking to Sam Morrill mm-hmm. this morning and he he says because uh, he's been about 12 years now the comedy has changed so much in the last 12 years that you used to be able to say things that people would laugh mm-hmm. and now people gasp loudly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you find the same thing
4: depending on the, the topic or the premise of the joke uh, yeah like you can't like right now I would say you cannot do rape jokes or anything oh no you, you can you. No, you can't you don't want to do, do that. and i try to stay away from political and religion topics mm-hmm. you can't i
0: think that's smart
4: you know it divides the room and then it's a, it's a different thing i mean it used to be like you can you could say what you want you could be fearless you could do what you want but now you got to be mindful it's you it's do, sad yeah. i thought stand-up comedy was the last refugee of freedom of speech but like now with this new yep. m- millennial generation where you can go viral and and get booked anywhere in the country and and and, and I'm not, nothing against them doing it I, I i applaud their effort or whatever they want to do but mm-hmm. uh, what i see is from being on the road it's like they booked these viral Young comics, they come in mm-hmm. with their young audience who don't buy a lot of drinks. They buy Coke and Pop. That's
1: a big problem. Well, they bring their candy. Yeah, yeah. they bring that's candy. A, they're, that's they're, a big bring, problem.
4: They bring their candy. They got their vape in their pocket. <laughs>
1: uh, we push no, the yeah. drinks on them, though. We got sweet drinks. Yeah, they got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sweet. You drinks. got to push well, everything. So that's good.
4: So they got their vape in their pocket, <laughs> and um, they don't have more than ten or fifteen minutes worth of material. They they do oh. a lot a lot of them oh, a lot of them do crowd rep they haven't uh, respected the craft or studied studied the craft enough and I'm not saying every one of them like that but what I've seen is the vast majority coming in and you know they got that that ten or fifteen minutes worth of uh, and then after that is. What, what do you
1: That's a little biased to where you've been lately. You've been out in I've LA. been out in L.A. He's been out in L.A. And, it, not, not and min- all the shows in L.A., you don't get that much time to yeah, begin Yeah, you don't with, get that much time.
4: Store. No, I've been out in L.A. But I'm just saying the trend across yeah. the country yeah. is they're booking viral comics. Yeah. Yeah. And viral comics are, are um and no disrespect to any comic who get no, an opportunity, yeah. but I think for me, I'm an old school kind of guy. Right. So I studied like all the greats from George Carlin to Richard Pryor to all the the history of comedy. I yeah. studied it, and then not only having come out of improv and having to buy joke writing books to understand the concept, right, to construct a joke, right, what it means to have a premise, set up a setup, a punchline, or tags or or observation bit or storytelling bit and com- being able to combine one-liners within three or four different writing styles. So I'm a very mindful kind of artist, but then mm-hmm. I see a lot of uh, material that comes in that's that's just, you know, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> man, it's hacked, man. You know, it's, it's not, not funny. It's not funny. It's not original. But, you know, God bless their heart for trying. I mean, I don't know what else to say, man, but I know the yeah. audience to tell you real quick.
0: Yeah, the audience. <laughs> will, yeah, the audience will tell you real. Quick. The audience will tell funny. you real quick. You know, that's for sure.
4: But it has changed. It, it's just, I mean, there's there. Uh, I was talking with J.R. Bra, who's who. Yeah, I just
0: I saw I saw Jr. Yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's in yeah. town this weekend. Yeah, he's one of those in town. other
4: clubs. He's out. A- <laughs> Yeah, one of the other <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Char> clubs. <is> a <laughs> he's, nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a friend of mine. So I was hanging out with him. And he, he was telling me how, you know, certain times he he would get booked certain rooms. Now he got to wait two or three years to get rebooked in rooms that he regularly would get yeah. booked in. And uh, that's how it's changed because of yeah. the viral situation.
0: I think that he said the last time he was here, Andy, was five years ago. Who? J.R. Brown. Remember wow. Yeah.
2: December. It was like five wow. years ago. It's like,
1: what? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, he that's a while.
4: Yeah. Hey, he just told me that last night. No, talking. I about. like
1: yeah. those kind of comics that haven't been here in five years but have a following here. Hit me yeah. Hit well, Royal Comedy up. No, if you haven't been true. here in five, ten years but <laughs> you got five a following, 10 years. you can bring 50 people into my room without any <laughs> advertising. I like that. Well, listen to you. <laughs> but, You're you know, honest. having stories,
4: uh, Tom, you know, understanding like – Back in the day, uh, I heard a story between Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy had turned 56 years old. He Mm -hmm. told Dave Chappelle, he said, you know what, man? This is the same day and the same age that Red Fox got his break. Yeah, that's right. At at Eddie Mm -hmm. Murphy being 56 years old. So, uh, literally... Red Fox did 30-something years on Chitlin' Circuit before he finally got a break. The
0: First black comedian ever to appear in a Las Vegas casino.
4: And and first to put it on wax.
0: Yep, that's and, right.
4: But it took him 30-something years to just grind it. I mean, you know, that whole Dirty South, whatever they call mm-hmm. it. Right what was his
0: first joke? Do you know?
4: I don't remember, but I, I, I do. I, his <laughs> opener?
0: You can tell it? I can tell. Well. Uh, got to beep mean, yourself. You better beep month. yourself. He walked out on stage in Vegas, the first black comedian to be booked at a what was then considered a white casino. Because there was one casino in Vegas that was an all-black clientele. Ah. But for the first,
1: it burned to the ground. So I don't know how that happened. But I'm not going to say what kind of owners. But continue (laughs) with your story.
0: Yeah. Uh, Scandinavian lightning, kind oh, yeah, hey, yes. of <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that
1: all the time. Oh, that
2: grocery
1: store
0: went down in Scandinavian, Scandinavian lightning. <laughs> lightning. Oh, it yeah. was unbelievable. <laughs> so Red Fox, in the the place is packed. It's packed. Mm-hmm. They want to see what this is all about, right? So Red Fox walks out on stage, does not say a word, grabs the microphone, kind of adjusts it around, and goes, "Let me just tell you something." Doesn't matter if you're white, you're black, whatever you are, everybody gotta wash their ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing he said on stage. You oh, know, man. speaking
1: of which, you know whose birthday it is today? Who? Richard Pryor.
0: Wow, uh, yeah. my hero.
1: Yep, he would have been seventy-seven.
0: Since I it? loved him. I loved yeah. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. I mean, I'll never forget bringing home that album that I can't say the name of. <laughs> which one well not bicentennial either you can't say bicentennial either (laughs) (laughs) how can I tell you this story because you love the story but I gotta frame it because I can't use the word Um, so I'll just say this Richard Pryor uh, his first big album was called That Big N Is Crazy only it didn't say big N it said the whole Mm -hmm. the word right Nazi (laughs) Yes, not, <laughs> that Nazi is crazy. That's exactly it. But anyway, so he releases the album, and a bunch of guys are backstage, I think at the comedy store in L.A. Mm-hmm. They're all back and they're just raving about the album because it's one of the funniest albums ever recorded. To this day, it's still one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, especially his take on The Exorcist was unbelievable. But wasn't it the greatest, Molina? Yeah. Bitch, what's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, what is that funky smell? What uh, in funky smell? And all that ragged upstairs is the girl crazy. <laughs> it just sounded like the north side. Right? Yeah, yeah. So so they're all raving about it backstage. They're just, oh great album. And one of the <clears throat> Scandinavian comedians
1: <laughs> yeah some oh. Garrison Keillor was there <laughs> <laughs> that's right Garrison Keillor was there so this guy walks
0: in and I don't know who the guy was he goes what are you guys talking about oh we're talking about Richard Pryor's new album and he goes oh yeah that crazy big in He flipped the words around. (laughs) Uh, That big N is crazy. He said, that crazy big N. No, no, that is not the name of the album. Uh, (laughs) He just
4: made his own name up for it. He just Uh. did.
0: But when I was a kid, I was raised by my mother, seven kids in the family. And she would go to work all day. And I, I found this album, Richard Pryor. And I brought it home. And I, I had it on the... Back then, was, remember, there was a, a TV, a radio, and a phonograph all in the uh, same thing. All cabinet. in the same
4: thing. You put, they had that big wood thing that you lift up. <laughs> exactly. They had the thing that, that kept it up. At a, <laughs> That's
0: exactly right. So I put it on, and I'm sitting in the living room. And I didn't know my mother was home because she usually worked like you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. So I didn't even know she was home. And Richard starts going off. And all of a sudden, I hear my mother's voice. And I got my voice from my mother. She sounded exactly like this. Wow. So she goes, what the hell are you playing down there? Because he's dropping F-bomb after F-bomb. And she's like,
2: oh, my God. Nah. Did she ever swear?
0: My mother, not.
2: A... I don't think I've ever heard, no. her, I ever heard her swear. Toots
0: never swore much. My mother's name was Theophila. Hmm which means the love of God. Oh nice. Which puts pressure on you to yeah. grow up with a mother named the love of God, believe me. It, it, but she yeah, she was not big at she's a big time Roman Catholic. She loved being Catholic. But uh yeah, she was not big at swearing. She was very very funny, but she didn't know she was funny. Um, she just was naturally. Now your father sounds like he was probably naturally funny. Oh,
4: uh, yeah, he was he was funny. He he had a lot of funny stuff he would say like, one day I'll tell you a funny story. I came home from college, right? I said, Pops, where you going? He said, I'm finna take your stepmom to the beauty salon. I said, Oh, you finna go take her, get her hair done? He said, Nah, I'm taking her, get her hair done, cause she ain't got no hair. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Uh-huh. said yeah they they slap some hot oil on it to make her feel good and you know so i i do that because you know it puts her in a better mood
0: <laughs> so is it true she didn't have any hair
4: no she did you know because he said well what they do is they go they oil her hair up and then they you know she gets shaped for a wig you know they, mm-hmm. they oh, yeah, yeah, wigs, yeah so he yeah. said yeah they you know how they had the little white thing where what they call the little white thing uh you don't know Michael, a <laughs> wig holder. Uh, the wig holder, yeah. So they would, they would, she would go get shaped for a new wig. Oh,
0: do you mean that, that white plastic head, yeah, the yeah, yeah. mannequin thing? Yeah, mannequin there you head go. Or whatever there you it
4: go. is. But yeah, he was a, he was hilarious, man. He had a lot of funny one-liners and just crazy stuff he would, he would say, you know, and, and uh, like one time I got in trouble uh, because I wrecked a car, and he was like. Man, you got to be the dumbest kid I have, man. (laughs) He said, "I I just don't understand you, man. How you wrecked two cars in one in one place? Two of my cars in one place, and I had borrowed a car like a kid. Yeah, (laughs) and I did. I forgot to ask, so you forgot to ask. (laughs) Yeah. So when I came back, I tried to creep back in the house and forgot to put it all the way in gear." And so oh. the car rolled back, one is parked mm. horizontally, and the car rolled back oh, with God. the door open, and I ripped the door off one of the cars, and then dented the other car. And I mean, and I'm giving you the radio version of this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clean it up a little bit. I cleaned it up a lot, but he <laughs> he gave me an earful, man.
0: What did Dad do for a living?
4: He worked for Offutt Air Force Base for oh, okay. thirty six plus years. He started off. Uh, as a cook and then he was a firefighter and then he was a stationary engineer for 30 something years that's
2: amazing so yeah. was he actually part of the air force
4: no he was a civilian that worked on the air force okay. he he hmm. took care of the uh he was a stationary so he took care of the heating system the water system
0: there and, and, so yeah. i mean to go from cook firefighter well, you know, he, what was the
4: last title uh stationary engineer which is, does what? A, they do. He controls the heating and air conditioning system. Oh, that's right. So, but yeah, he went through a time where, you know, they would, you know, have shoot him down to a different position and then you go back up. Yeah, okay. you know how the military do. Oh, you yeah, know? that's so, true. But he he put in thirty six years and before then he he tried to, to uh, police department, and he had to leave there because of <clears throat> racial tensions back then. What year? Oh, it was like he was just got out of university in Nebraska, Omaha.
1: So it'd be and like late sixties? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sixty yeah. sixty seven, sixty
0: eight were not uh yeah. was not comfortable around here, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so the <laughs> stories the
4: stories he tell me about that, you know, he said, Yeah. So then he went over to the Air Force Base and, and worked work for a long time that's terrific
0: god that hour went by very very quickly kj it's great having you in oh studio, it did huh?
4: go by quick man uh you
0: believe that i just looked up at the phone and was like man the hour's over
4: can I throw a shout out to
0: you can do whatever you want
4: to hey tomorrow night i'm at world comedy theater with michael Elvitch and jamie Blan- blanchard right mm-hmm. come on out come on out check me out i'm super hilarious and funny <laughs>
1: hopkins <laughs>
4: I'm not arrogant either.
1: <laughs> Why are you pointing at me
0: when you say arrogant? Uh, he's no. pointing at me because I'm not arrogant
4: either. <laughs> just, no, no. I was just talking about the other K-G. people you had. No, you are uh, definitely not arrogant. I will
0: say this about your father. Uh, he's probably a great dad because you're quite the gentleman. I'll tell you that, man. Well,
4: I, I try to do a, a lot of comedy in his honor. He passed away a couple of years of liver cancer. So oh,
1: yeah.
4: one of my trademark fashion things, I wear top hats and, and you know, fedoras and like the, I'm a ha- I have a I have a uh, hat fetish. I love brims, so I wear,
0: yeah. I
4: collected about 20 of his brims Got any And Got Barcelino. Uh, They're, they're like uh, Stetsons and oh, all every- kind of, you, you name it, Dobbs, New York Dobbs. He had the whole shebang. And then I added to the collection my own taste, too. And so uh, one of the things I do, I love to do, is to honor the old school in him. That's and wonderful. Keep- people who do
0: that i will tell you ladies and gentlemen uh those of you watching on youtube know this but kj is probably the first comedian to ever sit in that chair wearing a tie <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's it. thanks for your time yeah, KJ. Oh, thank great you great man. Meet, thank sir. you
4: tom for having me thank you michael too man, i appreciate you guys and you guys too
0: thanks we'll be back Tom for right. show yeah.